the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. Saints of God, our Father desires to have an intimate relationship with those of us who are His children. But unfortunately, although that's God's desire for you and me, many of us don't take Him up on that opportunity. Although the opportunity is there, most Christians I know don't have and enjoy as intimate of a relationship with God as He wants them to have with Him, and as intimate a relationship with Him that they should want to have with Him. Brothers and sisters, there are pathways that we can take and should take to increase our intimacy with God. If we don't know what those pathways are, then we should learn what those pathways are and take them. Each and every one of us who are children of God needs to know what those pathways are and take them so that we can have and enjoy the increased intimacy with God that He desires to have with you and me. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, i got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. We want Him to count us as being pure. Now, whether everybody else says it or not, it's not our, our, our main intention. It's one of them, but it's not our main intention. Main intention is God. Because the Bible says if a man's ways please God, he'll even make his enemies to be at peace with him. Which means if your ways please God, if you do have an enemy, they won't be enemy long. Why? Because God sees you as right and not as wrong. So as long as you please in God, you in good shape. Now the key is to please God though. Praise God. Amen. A lot of people, we like to take that verse and get just as ignorant and, and unruly as we can get. Praise God. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Praise God. A lot of us like to find verses like that which justifies our ignorance and, and justify our rebelliousness so that we can keep on doing what we want to do under the guise of, well, as long as I please God. Well, you ain't pleasing God. Praise God. Because if you can't submit, then you ain't pleasing God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. Everybody say amen. amen. Just want to make sure it's working. Praise God. Make sure you didn't give it to nobody under the tree. Praise God. Gave, them your, gave your amen away. Now you ain't got no amen to be using this stuff. Praise God. I got some in the back if you need some. So intimate sons of God want God to count us as being pure. And he told us what to do to purify our way. And that's take heed thereunto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander. From thy commandments. See once we find out what God is commanding us to do. And telling us to do. We ought to make sure that we don't wander. From what he said to me and you. The word wander right there means to stray. We don't stray away from what God has to say. Remember we stray away from God's. When we stray away from God's teaching. We're actually straying away from God himself. 
When we stray away from God's teaching, we're actually straying away God from God himself. Because when God wants to do something in the middle of your life, he sticks his mighty hand into the middle of your life. And when God sticks his hand into the middle of your life, come on class, what does he give you? A word. He shares with you what he thinks about a matter, what he says about a matter, and what he wants you to think about the matter. He sends you his doctrine, his teaching, his law. He shares you what it is he has to say about that. And when you walk away from what he said to you, you just walked away from him because he and his word are one. Which means when we walk away from the word, we've walked away from God. So God said we want to make sure that we don't wander away from him. Praise God. Much less his word. Praise God. Because then he can't do for you the things he wants to do. Not because he can't, doesn't have the ability, but you won't stay like it with the word that he tells you to. He says that when we find out, we should not wander from what it is that he said to me and you. Oh, let me not wander from thy word, from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I like that. The psalmist lets us know that what he did, he said, I, I hid my word in your heart that I might not sin against you. I put it in, I put it in my heart. I, I make sure I got it on me. Make sure I got it in me. I keep it with me at all times. I hid thy word in my heart. The word hid, praise God, is it, it, a powerful word. It means to hide. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. It really does. It means to hide. But I like it. Hide by covering over. Hide by covering over, which means I put it deep within my heart and make sure that I am completely surrounding it and completely covering it myself. By implication, it means to hoard or reserve. By implication, it means to hoard or reserve. When I think of hoard, I think of chipmunks. I think of squirrels and stuff like that. It's just me, praise God. I used to like to look at squirrels, praise God. You know, they be busy about making sure that they got all the nuts that they have, that they need to have, and all the things that they need to have. And they don't be satisfied with going to get one. They're going to get as many as they can. That until the weather changes and they can't go get none no more, they're going to keep on going to get it until they got plenty in store. Praise God. That they'll fill a tree trunk. Praise God. A hollowed out tree trunk. They'll fill it up with nuts. Praise God. Why? Because they're hoarding them. Praise God. Why? Because it's going to be a long winter and I got to be ready for it. Praise God. So I want to make sure I got more than enough nuts, not not enough nuts. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because if you had the opportunity to get enough nuts and you didn't get enough nuts, you nuts. Praise God. Because there's a winter season coming. And when that winter season come, they had no idea how long it was going to last. But they wanted to make sure that they had enough so that when it showed up, they had what it needed. Just like, for instance, you don't know what tomorrow brings. But one thing we know is that the word prepares you for whatever it is it brings. But if you don't take the time to get enough of this word up on the inside of you, especially something that's already a problem to you, then when the chance comes to be able to get it in you, you ought to get it in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said Hallelujah. Single saints in the house say, hey, Hey. you ought to be putting everything in you that God is your everything right now. You ought to be putting everything in you that God is your everything. I know you don't want to say amen. I know you don't. But you ought to be putting everything in you that God is your everything right now. Before you hook up with homie do or sister do or whoever that is to wear blue. Praise God. Because if you don't have it in you solid that God is your everything, when they show up, you're going to think they are. And you're going to put demands on them that they can't handle. Because you're going to re- try to require them to be your God and they can't cover that. You're going to try, you're going to want them to be your provider and they can't cover that. You're going to want them to be the glory and the lifter of your head, but they just going to be the one that want to get you in bed. You're not hearing me up in here. And you ain't even going to be ready for what it is that's going to be. Because then you're going to be able to start torturing that person because they're not fulfilling a misconception that you have in your mind. 
Whereas they might be a good man, good woman, but you don't see them as, as your God and doing what everything that God do. So you start putting them down for not doing what they're supposed to do when they're doing everything they're supposed to do for you. I ain't hearing all them amens like I was hearing just a minute ago. And then you're going to be like, I'm not happy with you. No, what you're talking about is you're not happy with your God. Because if you had your God, you'd be satisfied every day of your life. Then homie wouldn't be nothing but cream, but, but, but cream in your coffee. Are you listening to it? He wouldn't be nothing but gravy on your potatoes. Are you listening? He wouldn't be nothing but hot sauce on your chicken. Is anybody hearing me up in here? He ain't the chicken. He the hot sauce. She ain't the chicken. She the hot sauce. Are you listening to me? So your disappointment with them is dis- demonstrating your disappointment with God. So you ought to be hoarding up these scriptures on this right now. Because there's a day that winter's coming. And they're all hot right now, but it's going to get cold later. And you won't be calling me up for no appointment because you already had a word of God in you. Is anybody hearing me up in here? We need to hoard this stuff. We need to get it all up in us. The word hoard right there means to accumulate for preservation, future use, etc., etc., in a hidden or carefully guarded place. It means to accumulate for preservation. Why are you accumulating it? For preservation. You want to cover it over, you want to cover it over so it can keep you covered because it will respond to what you do to it. If you let the, if you cover the word, the word will cover you. But if you don't cover the word, you all left out there butt naked and can't do what it is you need to do. Hallelujah. So we accumulate it for preservation and for future use, etc. etc. in a hidden or carefully guarded place. Now the most the best place that you can hide the word, the best place is the most guarded place is your heart. And you're supposed to hide it in your heart. That's why he said, Lord, I hid this word in my heart that I might not sin against you. See, that's what we're supposed to do with God's word on the matter. When we find out what it is that we're doing that's been in sin or that's, that we're doing that's in sin in terms of we're not doing what it is that God wants us to do. We're supposed to hoard up, accumulate as much of God's word on that subject that we can find. Get ourselves full. Get your jaws full like that chipmunk of the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then he would fill his jaws up and then go someplace and spit it up in the place that, 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 he's, that he's hoarding it. Praise God. Like you're supposed to get your mouth full with it in. Spit it in your heart. Praise God. And get it down full on the inside of you. Come on, chipmunk. We're to hide it in our, our hidden place, which is our heart. And then carefully guard it to make sure it remains there. Because it's for our preservation. It's for our use later. That's because it's for our preservation. It's for our future use. Because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. God didn't put nothing in this book you don't need. He didn't put nothing in this book you don't need. Well, there's some scriptures I ain't found yet. Uh, you just because just you ain't reading. But if you let Holy Ghost talk to you, he'll show you. Yeah, I'm talking to you about that too. Mm-hmm. That's why a man can sit in a woman's meeting and learn more about how to be a man than be about than, than what's going on with a woman. 
Why? Because God will tailor make it to you. God will fit it perfectly to you. Because his word will be fit perfectly to you. To be able to match what it is you need. He said, I, I, I hid thy word in my heart. That I might not sin against thee. That is actually powerful. Mm-hmm. That's why he goes on saying, stanza 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. That's what we ought to be saying. Lord, teach me. Show me where I'm wrong. Show me where I ain't meeting up. Show me where I'm going astray. Because if I listen to my, my, myself say what I'm doing, I'll say I'm all right. Because, you know, and one of us think we're all right in our own eyes. Well, you know, I mean, there's a couple things I need to straighten out. But for the most part, I'm all right. That's your opinion. God said, God said I got a vantage point you don't have. I know the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Psalms number 37, please. God said, no, you need, to, you need to hoard up all as much word as you can get on this. Because trust me, you got more tur- tortured mad folk, single people. You got more tortured mad folk. And they'll tell you their spouse is torturing them. No, it's actually them. It's self-imposed. Mm, my spouse ain't this. My spouse ain't that. Watch yourself now. Because y'all won. And so if they ain't, if they ain't about nothing... Watch yourself now. Psalms number 37. <laughs> we go with stanza number 31. Verse 31 says, the law of his God is in his heart. Look at the results. None of his steps shall slide. Look what happens when you get that law in your heart, chipmunk. The law of his, look, of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Woo! See, the backslide will end when we get God's word within. The backslide will end when we get God's word within. Our our, our steps will not slide. Hmm? That word slide right there means to waver. Because a lot of our steps waver. We're just sliding all over the place and everything like that, which means we don't have a firm stance. We're sliding all over the place. And the reason why? Because we don't have a firm stance. Why? Because we don't, have a, we don't know firmly what God said. We're still double-minded about it. Look like James Brown. We're the hardest working Christians in show business. Praise God. We, we just, hey. Hey. We just, hey. We just walk around just sliding. Doing the electric slide and the hustle and all other kind of silly stuff, praise God. Mm-mm, you need to get your feet set on what God said to you. That word slide also translates make a shake, make to shake or slip. To make to shake or slip. Because a lot of times we get, we get shaky on where we standing and we get shaky on whether we should do something or not. I know God said, but... I know God said, but no, see, you're still too shaky on it. You're about to slip. You're about to make a mistake. Are you listening to me up in here? See, we won't be slipping and dipping and tripping because God, because with God's word, we've been equipping. Because if we've been hoarding this word up like we're supposed to, that word get locked up on the inside of me and you, it'll make us stable in what it is that we should do. That's why I thank God for the word of God. It makes you stable on what it is that you should do or what it is you should not do. Let me read it in the Bible in basic English. It renders this verse this way. It says, the law of God is in his heart. 
He will never make a false step. See, when the word of God is in your heart, he will never make a false step. Why? Because the word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. Come on, Uno. It's a, it's a lamp unto your feet. It'll show you exactly where you're standing. And it's a light unto your pathway to show you exactly where your next step is. It'll show you which one you should make, which one you shouldn't make, which direction you should go, which direction you should not go, to the point that you'll never make a false state as long, step as long as the word of God is in your heart like it's supposed to be. That's why he said that the law of, the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. That's why you got to hoard it up and get it up on the inside of you. Turn to Psalms number 40, please. Psalms number 40. See, when God's word is in our hearts, there won't be any problem with us not sinning against God. Because we won't mind doing the will of God. See, when it's in your heart, you won't mind doing it. Psalms number 40. We're going to begin reading at stanza number 6. Of course, this passage that we're about to read is, is one that Jesus quoted concerning doing the will of his father. We know it in the New Testament in the book of Hebrews, praise God. But at the same time, this is what it was quoting from because much of the Old Testament is speaking of the, much of the New Testament is speaking of the Old Testament. Praise God, it's bringing clarity and understanding to it. Well, there's a line or two that's not in the New Testament that is, it, but, but was in, in Jesus' heart when he spoke it. It said in standard number six, Sacrifice and offerings thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings hast thou not required. Then said I, Lord, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Now, there's one part in there that is not talked about in the book of Hebrews. And that is, mine ears hast thou opened. Why is that so important? Because of stanza number eight. I delight to do thy will, O, o my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. See, the reason why Jesus was willing to do what it is that Father had to do was because his ears was open and he began to delight to do the Father's will. He said, I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I love that. Praise God. He said, I delight to do it. Now, this passage, once again, is, is the one that Jesus quoted concerning doing the will of his Father. And since we want to be intimate sons with whom our father is well pleased also, then it should, it, it, then it'll be good for us to see why he was so willing to do the will of his father. Why was he willing to do the will of his father? Stats number eight shows us that when most of it shows us, um, I delight to do thy will, O my father. Yea, thy law is within my heart. See, when the law of God is within your heart, you'll delight to do the will of God. You'll delight to do the will of God. Now, when most of us think of the word delight, our minds go immediately toward being pleased with and or enjoying something. That's why our mind immediately goes. Why? Because we was raised in a hedonist society. Praise God. So automatically, our mind automatically goes toward being pleased with. Praise God. We just like to be pleased and stuff like that. So that's the first thing on our mind. Hmm. But remember, I've taught you before, never superimpose your 20th century Americanized mentality onto a first century Eastern book. Because if you take a look, you might find out it means something different than what you think it means. That word delight right there actually means incline. Incline. So he says, I incline to do thy will, O God. 
Yea, thy law is within my heart. I incline to do. The word incline means to be disposed or cause to be disposed towards some attitude or action. To be disposed or cause to be disposed towards some attitude or action. Which means that we are now disposed to do something or to have a particular attitude. Once God's word gets on the inside of us, it will set our attitude. It'll set what we want to do. It'll set what we desire to do. It'll set what we're disposed to do and what we're inclined to do to the point that we'll be leaning toward getting, leaning toward doing what it is that God said. And the more God's word get up on the inside of you, the more you'll lean to doing what it is that God says. That's why by implication, it also means to bend. It also means to bend. The implication of this implication is that we're not to stand defiantly against what God said. Because a lot of us like to stand up defiantly against what God said. We'll stiffen our backs and stiffen our necks to be like, look, I don't, I don't think I ought to do that. But see, that's because you didn't get this word in you. It bounced off of you, praise God. You, your ears weren't open to hear what it is that he had to say. Because if your ears were open to hear what he had to say, you'd find out it's good. Because if God said it, it's good. And so you would allow it to go down on the inside of you and cause you to become inclined to do what it is that God wants you to do. Because the implication of this implication is that we're not to stand up defiantly against what God said, demonstrating the pride that's in, inside that will precede our fall. Because our pride is what precedes our fall. But instead, we're to bow our will and our way to what his word has to say about what's good and evil. So we don't draw back when God says this is what we're supposed to do. No, you lean into what God said to you. You don't draw back. You bend and bow. Come on now. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. You got to humble yourself. You got to bow your will and bow your way to what God has to say. Figuratively, it means to be pleased with or desire. Figuratively, it means to be pleased with or desire. Now, that's interesting to me because according to the order of the definitions, it's not until after we incline to do what God says to do and bow ourselves to do according to what God's word says to do that we are pleased with and desire what God says to do. It's not until after we incline to do what God's word says to do and bow our will and our way to what he said to me and you that we become pleased with and desire what God says to do. Which means that your enjoyment of what God said to do will come later. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that one of the many things that our God wants us to do is increase the intimacy that exists between Him and me and you. I hope that you're not only seeing that that's what's available for us to do, but that we do what it is we need to do to increase the intimacy between God and me and you like He wants us to do. Otherwise, we'll miss out on the awesome opportunity that God has definitely opened the door for us to have and do. An opportunity of a lifetime that we definitely should do. Become more intimate with the God who loves and who saved me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center. 1928 Bassett Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding area, come on visit us at Word of Faith, 
We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after sober. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's absolutely no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. You've blessed us in ways that we never asked or expected you to do. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. God's going to do exactly what he said in his word for each and every one of you that he would do. That is, he's going to make sure you reap what you sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that we know are coming your way because of your being the blessing that you've been to each and every one of us in each and every way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do, that is be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? And by the way, have a blessed and safe Labor Day weekend, y'all. Don't eat too much, okay? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 